Welcome to the Shadowscape Podcast, where we journey into the lives of the many individual creatives that make up the DNA of the music industry. From record executives to street buskers, our objective is to highlight and explore the many facets of this ever-changing ecosystem. We are here to learn, laugh, and to illuminate all the building blocks that make our industry what it is. Today's guest is a band of acoustic instrumentalists featuring members of the Punch Brothers, David Rawlings, Crooked Still, and a Prairie Home Companion known collectively as Hawktail. We had the great opportunity to sit down with him at this year's Folk Alliance International Conference in New Orleans. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? My name is Corey. My name is Sean. This is the Shadowscape Podcast. Welcome back. This is the the podcast that we did. We've done three in a row now. We've, yeah. In the past like three hours. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like we should have some. We're gonna have like a lot of really great questions. Oh, we're totally like tapped. Just toast. We, we, we got might nothing. just be toast. I don't <laughs> think that'll be the case. I feel like we're just ramping up and we're starting. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're like we're like Joe Rogan at this point. We're like into the fourth hour of the podcast, and it's just gonna be mostly DMT talk at this point. I'm totally joking. I, this is drugs. <laughs> yeah, drugs. Okay. I think I, I know. I know nothing. I know nothing like, about most drugs, so I can't go very far into that. But um, there has been like we were supposed to talk about mushrooms on the first podcast. We were because of that song, to? but we keep avoiding that. So maybe we'll get there. All right. well, well, you're in luck because we are the drug band. <laughs> you're the Everybody drug band. I read that in your bio. Band. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Drug band. <laughs> Nashville drug band. Yeah, Wasn't the, the name of your first band. punk rock record? Yeah, the Nashville was, drug band. Yeah, I think so. Playing well, on the jug band thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are in a bedroom a hotel room in folk yeah. alliance in new orleans sitting with, on the floor like school children like school children with the wonderful and absolutely gorgeous music of hocktail how are you guys good doing, Hi. Good. doing well yeah. i feel like you're such a unique band in which you don't exist in just this one form like you all i mean i'm sure every single interview everyone's like cool you're in all these other bands and talk about all that too but it's such an interesting experience because I feel like some of us are, or most of us are so singular in the sense that like we start a project and forever and ever that, that most of the artists we interview, like they've, that's their identity. Yeah, that's their identity. That's who they've been. Mm. Um, but y'all have such a vast spectrum of life and music and, and it seems like backgrounds and you've all come in to Hawktail and mm-hmm. created something really special. Can you tell us a little bit about just the genesis of this band and uh, like what makes you guys you? I mean, on one hand, it's it is it is true. We do uh, we do a lot of different things, um, but we also do a lot of different things that involve each other. Mm. You know, so it's, this is kind of maybe like an organic, uh, just a distillation of kind of like uh, our our various pursuits in a lot of way. Um, and it's been a while. And it's yeah, not like we a, a lot of music together. Not exactly a side project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of history between us. Um, we've been friends for a long time and played a lot. Um, and we're, we're three quarters of the band is here right now. And the other guy had to leave, but he's the newest member. The three of us had already been playing together for a long time and sort of developing our musical identities alongside each other. Right. Where did that history like start? Was it all three of you kind of meeting at the same time? Pretty much. It was at different places, but it was the same era when we were all in college. Yeah. It was more like, um, I think this is true of all of us and Dominic as well, is that we were all involved in kind of the bluegrass community, the acoustic mu- music community, and also like kind of maybe just wanted to do our own thing with it. We were all interested in writing music and like kind of playing original music and um, just maybe like focusing on the instrumental side of things and really into pursuing that and forming groups. So um, 
I think we all gravitated towards each other um, because of that. Yeah. Uh, it, absolutely. I mean, it, that was um, a mission statement. I mean, this is an instrumental band, and it, and our collaboration has always been that. Um, since Jordan and I met 12 years ago, we've always had a project on the burner. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. And um, it's always been instrumental. But, I mean, uh, I, do a, I do a bluegrass song project as well. And which I played bass on, but that's bass. the extent of it. Right. It's yeah. not my project. That's right. And, uh, yeah. So that nucleus that binds these songs together, are, for me, like, when I listen to your, your record, or when I listen to your music, at least, like, I, I have a hard time, like, separating records or, or, or projects because, for me, it's just, like, going to an artist page and I just hit shuffle. Because I... I, I Maybe that's the wrong thing to do, and you miss the experience in which they set up for you. Um, but I always just like just the shuffle mode. Like I just want to hear where they're where they're going, where they've been, where they are. Um, but there's such a a unique thread that kind of just like takes you through a journey in this band. And I'm curious because for me as a songwriter, all I have is that lyric. That's it. Like it, that lyric for me is the one thing that I feel like I can connect with you and I can help you know where I'm going or what I'd like to say or what I'm, you know, what I'm just trying to get out there. But for for me, it's just such a wild experience to think of doing that same thing with people or giving them that same experience or a different experience, but doing it solely with music. Like, what do you think that that thread or that nucleus or that pocket that you guys fall into where you can still feel all those same things and push that same intensity, uh, but with complete like no lyric no words no nothing um that's a really good question and i think that's something that we think about a lot because that's what we do and yeah it's, yeah. it's kind of unusual in this time period yeah. um in the folk community um so there is a lot of thought that goes into it but we come out of these traditional musics that that do have a lot of instrumental music so we're drawing on a lot of history and as well as um some more recent history of instrumental bands like Strength in Numbers that we all have listened to a whole bunch and learned compositionally from. Um, but I'd say, and it's not really my strong suit exactly, but um, a lot of the composition um, is very specific and the development is a huge part of it. Um, paying attention to how something um, unravels over the course of a song, you know, so it so that you have kind of a storytelling without mm -hmm. words, mm -hmm. um, just with the the way that the melodies unfold and the chords change beneath it, and right. the, the voices come in and out of each of the musicians. Well, and and one thing that we do really lean on, though, um, is also just Britney's fiddle playing, um, rendering a a lyrical melody or um, a, a dancey, uh, raging fiddle uh, tune. Um, presenting, just making space for that is a, a great way to captivate people. And also I'd say that like, um, I kind of went into this in our last interview and Britt thought it was kind of long-winded and esoteric <laughs> and yelled at me after. This is a really but good place for that. Yes, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Good. I just, I mean, I also think like, like I write songs and stuff as well, and I, I often think that like even songs don't necessarily like tell a story. Like there's a lot of like kind of similar types of things at play. It's 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 sound and like associations happening over time. You know, it's like the right thing at the right time. Really, I mean, there definitely are songs with points, but that's not always the case in rock and roll or whatever. Um, and uh, you know, I, I honestly think it's not. You know, if you there's. Uh, 
it's all about creating a thread um, and things happening moment to moment. And I, I think that, you know, it's, it's not that different, yeah. really. So one of the things that's been like a huge theme uh, at Folk Alliance for the past couple of years and uh, probably for uh, music forever um, is, is, is just watching the world turn and the chaos happen and things burn down and things change and uh, regimes come to power or politics just shifting so, so radically. Um, as someone who writes words, I feel like I can fall into a place where people understand that I'm talking about that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but as human beings, I can only imagine that you're also like affected by everything around us, but in the, in the place of instrumental music and putting music out into the world, does, does your surroundings as far as just like what's happening in the world impact the things that you want to say through your instruments in the same way that maybe like if you're writing a lyric, um, that might come out. I, I would, for me personally, I mean, we probably all relate to this in our own ways, individually. Um, sure, it probably influences it in that it influences me as a person. Um, but beyond that, uh, we just try and make good things. Yeah. And um, I mean, for me, like some of the instrumental shows I've seen have changed my life. Bands like Vessen and Bela Fleck and Edgar Meyer, those are the moments that defined what I would do for the rest of my life, at yeah. least up until now. Yeah. And um, I kind of want to be a part of that story. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of like, this might not be where you're going with that, but to me, it sort of can tap into this like human connection thing where um, we might have our individual political beliefs that are very strong and we might talk about them and we might not and maybe we don't even have to because we m might know that we disagree so we don't have to bring <laughs> that up. We can just try to connect over something right. that that we share as humans. Like with an audience? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would say it's not necessarily like we're trying to do something that's trying to s s say something, but we're trying to make something that says something, mm -hmm. maybe. I'm quite curious, and I know you had mentioned um, Britney's fiddle playing. Um, do you, in the same way, do you feel like you have like a, a primary songwriter that is like, hey, like let's go here all the time, or well, do you I think it, is it more collaborative for you guys? It's a really collaborative project. Um, different people take the lead at different times hmm. and provide different strengths. Yeah, it started. It, it was a little less like it's kind of actually developed to be more that way like the first record was more we brought in tunes individually and then arranged them second one a little more collaborative this one pretty thoroughly collaborative yeah yeah i'd love to talk about your new record a little bit um and specifically there's there's all these things happening with y'all on 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 these pictures and <laughs> as a, like a like a person who creates a lot of visual art you know it, it's pot potentially you just had a photographer there and you just chose some pictures you liked of your of yourself, um, but because I'm getting to hold like the physical copy and and you seem like this is probably something you're very proud of mm -hmm. and something that like has with great care has been created. But I'm curious about the person in the photo and and how like like your your hands are on the console and and it seems like you might be drinking coffee or tea and yeah. and 
you're connected to your instrument. I, I'm just curious about these people a little bit more. And 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 is is there something behind these images? Is there something? <laughs> is there something bigger there? Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. No, yeah. we had very few photos yeah, to choose like from. 10. Oh, okay, um, that's yeah. fair. But I did. There was some discussion about them because there was one photo that we were gonna use on there that had everybody in it except I was pretty much hidden. And I was like, I will not stand. That is not going on there. I'm not going to be the one girl who's hidden behind all the dudes in the studio. Good for you. That's fair. That's That's fair. Well, you you, you seem to have all made at least the back cover. Yep. That's awesome. We're going for equality across the four of us. (laughs) I was hoping there was like some vast coffee addiction that we could could get on this because I'm always made fun of for the large amount of coffee that I drink. So, I drink a good amount, but more more tea. I'm usually cold, so I'm usually trying to put hot liquids into my body. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> my 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 wife like it's. I feel like it's a nightly thing. Like she cannot functionally like continue without something warm because our yeah. house is so cold. And it's, just, <laughs> it's just not gonna fly. Yep. Um, for y'all, when you're like touring and and um and like out on the road, I'm I'm curious just the cross pollination between um. The, the fans of, of your other projects and what you do and um and the new people and 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 like what life looks like for you guys is just like when you look out into the crowd is it a lot of like new faces who are discovering you completely separately um, from what you've done before or do you feel like um you fall into a place of like hey i remember them from here and or i've they've i'm just curious how that works because you're you're kind of just in a different scenario than than so many artists and i just wonder what that that's like for y'all yeah i think there's a bunch of crossover from each of our things where we kind of pick up people along the way um or we try to and i i, I love recognizing people in the audience that's <laughs> like one of my favorite things about playing a show it's being like oh yeah you yeah. guys i remember you from that other thing or i don't know i'm better with faces than names so it's fun to look out and see people you recognize and i think our music is pretty um accessible or we're we we're pretty down to earth or whatever so people like hopefully see us as friendly people that they like and hopefully they come to the show and they'll they'll keep coming to more shows after that yeah um i really get jazzed about uh meeting new people at like festivals that didn't know what to expect from hearing us and you know a lot of times when people come to a hard ticket show buy a ticket to our show it might not be that story and a great thing about festivals is reaching people who didn't see it coming mm. yeah yeah i love that yeah like there's definitely like a core group of people that you know like there, there's like a niche of like kind of instrumentalist acoustic kind of punch brothersy kind of fiddly people that this is like a thing that kind of just falls right into what they like but i'm always really excited to talk to someone that you wouldn't expect to like it and hear what they have to say um we played the show in upstate new york and there was this dude who had driven like three hours and he's a trucker and he just says he like listens to our our last record over and over and over and he's like man it's hopefully like, on spotify yeah <laughs> music i guess <laughs> and it was just kind of it was like i didn't really expect a dude like that to like our music especially to like find and like some serious like meaning and interest in it and it was kind of just cool to hear what he had to yeah. say what what is that like fan experience for you like when when people come up and and talk about their experience of your music and how it's affected them is there like a a core thing that you hear a lot or like the same kind of thread that people seem to sense from your music um yes and no and there's varying degrees of like you can kind of usually tell like the the manner in which someone like listens to music but (laughs) you know that we just get a lot of like people that you know like whatever just like wow this is 
blanketly good and I like that it <laughs> comes on my shuffle. A, yeah, like, like it has so many different feelings. And I'm like, cool, thanks. Um for for saying a nice thing. Saying a nice thing. You know? But then there are people that do do feel I feel like understand it and that that's really special. I think. Yeah, like uh, some well, yeah, any way that they understand it is is right. Yes. Um but it is interesting that sometimes um I talk to people after shows who really um it hits them the same way it hits me. I and mean, some kind of like complex things like about being put in a, in a new space where everything is different and just like weird feelings that actually translate apparently to some people. And I, I really when I, when I hear stuff like that I feel like some affirmation that the music is working mm-hmm. yeah and i do feel like there's such a thing as kind of like some aesthetic like truths you know you can like like uh, we kind of i think often like resign a lot of like artistic like uh impressions to like some to kind of being personal or random or whatever but i do think it's like like good music is like you know like one person's brain and intention being very clearly and adeptly translated or, or yeah. sometimes someone is like, "Yeah, it was a good show." Like, I kind of, kind of got boring at the end there. Like, <laughs> Went a right. little long. Yeah, that maybe we should change the set list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it all goes in the hopper. It's all good. Or they should be at another show. There's a lot of like uh, picky, picky stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah I shouldn't have put those two beat numbers back to back. That was too much. Uh. Like, <laughs> Are we allowed to cuss? What? Can I, I want to? Are we allowed to cuss? Can yeah, I absolutely. Fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, my friend Kyle. <laughs> that I grew up with came to our show in Florida and he was like, he's like, fuck it, man. I love that shit. Just every second I was into it, man, when you hit that last night, I wanted to take this chair and throw it across the fucking room, man. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you. Sounds, this sounds like a Boomhauer character from yeah, Cave yeah. Hill. <laughs> just want to take that chair and just throw it across the room, man. That was so good. Yeah. I'm like, dude, hell yes. Awesome. Bite a hole out of my steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, but back, back to what you were saying about like, people connecting to your like i don't want to sound like super weird here but like you said there is like an objective esoteric truth that you put into the music and then at the end of the show like they felt that same esoteric thing that you felt like something like that i think that's a big compliment that someone first of all you're putting your own vulnerability like into this music and this performance but that someone's willing to meet you there in that same place and try to pull that out yeah sure. i think that's such a huge well meaningful you, know, you gotta thing. gotta give listeners a lot of credit yeah they can hear totally. everything yeah. yeah you know they and there's so much that you can say and just always more yeah that's a great thing about music yeah there's always more that you can say and do and a whole realm that you didn't even realize you were leaving unused and yeah i i find it just exciting too that people can articulate down to such a like a, a strong degree as the things inside of you they can say back to you and say that and you can feel that synergy because mm-hmm. i find it like i'm a wildly an emotional person when i listen to music like just normally crying like all the time like when it hits it hits and i'm and i'm there and i'm stuck with it so i uh, i there's so many times when i you know talk to an artist after a show or whatnot and all i can say is yes <laughs> <laughs> you know like you know what i'm gonna say like i it is so hard to articulate especially when or at least for me for when you really feel it and when you really 
you know, like you do have that experience, like. But sometimes that's the job of the music. Yeah, it's yeah. To, it's to, it's to express an emotion that words can't. And I'm frustrated mm-hmm. though, because like, especially when you meet people that like have really changed you, like their music really is connected on such a level that like, like you need it. Like I need it. I need it to to keep existing in the in the happiness in the place that I am. Like it it's pushing me in a direction, and then you do get a chance to to say thank you. Uh, and you feel like you can barely even say that because you're just like so much of music and especially like like you were saying with, with with certain instrumental music and it just like changed the trajectory trajectory of your life and and what you do and and for so many points in my life I can look back on music and some instrumental music and, and say like that that realistically marked such a huge turn in my life and and it connected me on such a a, a big level. I just wish that I could articulate it <laughs> in the right times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I uh, would love to hear just a little bit, and I know it's a little cliche, but I would love to hear just a little bit about um, like the process of this new record and recording it. Um, mostly just because y'all like are freaking sick, and like <laughs> you, you you know what you're doing, and obviously you all have recorded like multiple things and and been in and out of I probably quite a few studios so i just love to know like your process and how you approach this record and mm-hmm. any 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 special things that you'd like to talk about well it's worth noting that the so our last record came out last year called unless and that was um two years ago now 2018 oh sh- <laughs> <laughs> we're in the yeah. future man yeah. <laughs> yeah forgot we're in the future now after the great shift um uh but yeah so that record basically that's kind of the record like we recorded like three and a half times essentially more or less first as a trio <laughs> then as a trio of special guests then dominic joined the band we recorded with dominic and then we ended up using some like live tracks because we like the live energy better so i mean needless to say that was like a very long process with a lot of trial and error and a lot of um uh you know like a lot of just finding our, our voice finding sounds finding things that worked and um we did this one very quickly um kind of really going back on you know like we uh, kind of drawing from those things we had learned um, we kind of had a, a mission to uh write a record that incorporated the mandolin more equally and utilize its strength and kind of create robust music that would be fun to play on a festival stage or anywhere yeah um and so that's how this batch of tunes came about yeah did you? I'm. A, I. I haven't ever been in like any bluegrass band whatsoever. Like I'm. I would consider myself not a great player in any stretch. Um. But it seems like a lot of bluegrass bands want to w- walk into a scenario in the studio and record live. Is that how you guys approach this as well? Or are you like a track by track type of situation? Live, definitely. Live, but yeah. it's also like heavily edited. Yeah. Like, you know, there's definitely <laughs> sure. like things moved around to make these pictures happen as you're listening to it. But the editing, I think sometimes like when you heavily edit, that means you're like correcting things to try to make them like perfect or something. But that's really, it's more like selecting the moment that had the most live energy and that was the most magical as it happened. And and to put it just in case it's not clear, there's nothing on the record that we can't play live. Yeah. 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 You know, there's no overdubs that couldn't be done live. Um, one track we were all together in the same room. That one's basically one. Dandelion. Track. Yeah. She takes me. So that was 
It's a, the studio is the converted church, so it has a really tall ceiling. The bass was in the main room because it takes up all that space. And then the rest of us were in booths, but we came together for that track. And I should actually just clarify, there are no overdubs on the record. There's one moment where there's like 30 seconds of time that was recorded via overdu- overdubbing. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Which that's it. I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. And there's <laughs> one. There is a time where the, the fiddle got accidentally doubled during editing. So that's kind of yeah. like an overdub. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's we it. left it because it kind of sounds cool and chorusy. Yeah. And there's also you know nowadays with technology and and the advent of um, comp takes. You know what I mean? So so so. It's not punching in. It's not overdubbing. It's just I'm going to do no, this multiple. Absolutely not. Not, not even that. World. Huh? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm I'm curious, like what that's like a little bit in in the sense of. It seems like most bluegrass bands in certain certain genres, it's like we just want to be live. We want to be in the same room. We want to play it together. We want to make this happen in this moment. Mm-hmm. And so we we kind of work with just so many pop artists and rock artists and things of that nature. And it's just always individual tracks. Just trying to, f- it seems like we're we're chasing uh, this kind of <laughs> kind of ghost the whole time. Um, we're in like just the genre of bluegrass in that in that world. Um, it just it seems like you all know what it is. You have some sort of because you know you like you you even just see it here. Just uh, bluegrass folks can just come out of nowhere. They don't know <laughs> each other and just jam and just create something. And and I wonder like what y'all are drinking or where that comes from. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. I think I misheard you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, it's more like a different world to be doing things track by track. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Punching in is not so far from what we do. I, yeah, did we ever sure. punch punch in on a? Not really. I don't think we did I th- though. I think it's all. But that's that's in line. But <laughs> yeah, but what sure. he's describe what Corey's describing is yeah. like like a track by track. You know, there's a lot of different ways to make a sound recording. Sure. And um, it's just whatever gets you the result that you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Um, our uh, what we're portraying is a live event. Yeah. And it's based on what we can play for people live in a room. And it's about our acoustic instruments. Um, so that's because of that, we choose to record it that way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a question as the, like, the kind of gearhead of the two of us. So I'm typically operating as the engineer in our space. Um, firstly, and a, a yes or no is fine, or maybe a sometimes click or no click. No. No click. I figure probably not because there's a sway Mm -hmm. and a flow to it. But if you're in separate rooms, is that a different experience than being and being able to visually see each other and you feel the cues, the visual cues? How does that work? Part of that comes from just um, like familiarity with each other and like playing with the band. You know, being able to kind of not imagine, but just. uh, you know, it's like you play a bunch of gigs, then you play a gig with bad sound. Like, you can make it happen. Yeah. You know, you kind of, like, know... The no c- monitor. Start, like, picking up on, you know, what each other's doing, the way each other sounds, right. like, that kind of thing. Um, so I think it's just an extension of that, just okay. familiarity, being able to kind of play like we're in the same room, but be in different yeah. rooms. That's so far outside of my realm of capability and experience. There's just a lot of respect there for that, so... So we used headphones in isolation and, <laughs> yeah. you know, we could see each other through the windows a little bit, but really it's about being able to hear each other and hear yeah. what we're putting down on the record. Yeah. yeah. No, that's incredible. Um, I know you guys don't have a ton of time and we don't have it. Uh, we're all jumping around to different things, but I'd love to know like what's up ahead for you all and what the future looks like. Maybe 
you know, this year, but um, even on a more broad scale, just the hopes, um, maybe not just like career wise, but like what you would like this project to say to uh, history and to just people out in the world for the next, you know, 10, 20 years. I mean, that's a great question. And I think we want to sort of keep keep in the same direction that we're headed in or coming from where we make music that we all feel is worthwhile. Um, so continuing to do that. And um, like we said, that the, the shared history that we all have together and the kind of like the, the way, the bond that you develop about how to play together that comes with time. Um, I think hopefully we can keep, you know, using that. Um, and also taking energy from all the other things that we do musically, the different projects. We're going to tour a lot on this record. Good. Um, yeah. a lot of play a lot of festivals this summer. Are you going to be near Kansas City at all this year? No plans yet. No, but I'd love to. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I really like playing in Kansas City. You guys got have a wealth of beautiful theaters. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I think the first time I ever saw you was uh, in Kansas City. Um, you played with Kaufman, I think. Uh, I feel like I don't remember. You were with Madison Cunningham. Oh, tour. okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the Kansas City's got some some nice sweet spots. But it, it seems like a lot of artists like like they always do kind of avoid the middle of the country. <laughs> the coast, uh, you know, the coast well, gets there's, a lot. More, there's <laughs> a lot more density and yeah. population. Yeah, yeah it's totally. harder to it's it's an economic thing. Sense. You know, it's yeah. a it's a logistical thing. But we're in Nashville, so it's not like it's that far away. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys come through, for it. say hi. Definitely. We'll do. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, for anyone who's listening, how can we connect with you? How can people find you? Uh, well, we're on the internet, okay. hawktailmusic.com, <laughs> and then Instagram, hawktailband, and Facebook, and Google. You can type our name into Google. Mm-hmm. We'll yield some results and information about who we are. I don't know. Well, I really. Oh, yeah, we have an email list yeah. on the website yeah, as well. Are you guys like? Do you like email lists? I'm a big fan. <laughs> I I stopped doing them personally. We do one as a band. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy writing it and sending it out and yeah. seeing who replies. It's hard to it's hard to say how, you know, if it actually is more. Or I mean, just it seems like socials have kind of like taken up a lot of that though. Yeah, I but like. I think they reach different. Generations. It's a bigger commitment to an email list, I think, it for is. the individual. Mm-hmm. I think. You know. I feel like the R- the like the ROI of the email though for me is so great because like people like want to be there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just have like a bunch of nerdy emails. No, I, I get that. I feel the same way because there I am on a few other musicians' email lists and I really like it. Yeah, I, lo- I love Lori Lewis's monthly email. <laughs> it's and great. and we won't we don't send a monthly email. Yeah, just so you know, yeah. disclaimer. You maybe twice like, a year. Maybe twice a year. It's like a record's coming out. A tour's coming up. It's a really That's special it. experience. Yeah. Like it's a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I hate illuminating to the world that I'm an email nerd, but I just love it. Like some people get like weirded out by that. Like, oh no, I have 200 emails, but I'm just like, it's it's I get so stoked <laughs> when you look at it and you're like, there's work to do. There's people that want to talk to me. It gives me anxiety, <laughs> man. Yeah. I. I uh, you have a, a really nice, like a really positive. Uh, um, uh, you really love music. It sounds like you guys and um, uh, really care about what the what artists are putting out and stuff. 
And uh, I guess after listening to this whole conversation, I'd like to throw into the pile that it's just a, um, it feels like a privilege to get to do this uh, from the musician's standpoint, you know, like uh, the, the audience makes the music happen too. And it's just a, a thing that we all do together. Not, it's not like a, doesn't feel like a big um, grand design thing by any stretch. It's just a, trying to figure out a thing that we can do together some music to play in a room and for people to enjoy and, and yeah. take part in. Yeah. What a yeah. beautiful thing. I know. It, I mean, just like, like in the noise of every, like just every, every, everything in the way the world is right now. Um, it's like, it's kind of almost baffling and absurd to me that people would sit and listen to music. It just seems like, <laughs> such like a, so at odds with everything else. Yeah. So just to like be at a concert and like, or play a concert and people are there, just like the whole, you know, I'm, I'm like, whoa, okay. I think it's the salve we need, Yeah. honestly. You know, earlier you were saying like, the world's on fire and how do you feel about not having lyrics? Like, I think it's great. I think it's great because we can just come together and it's like a balm, it's like a salve mm-hmm. and we don't have to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and you like, can get that from songs too yeah. that just don't, if they're not so on point or topical yeah. or about more general things about the human experience. Yeah. yeah. Things that we have in common, not things that we differ on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... And things maybe we didn't know we had in common. Yeah, there you go. That's a great discovery. It's kind of, you know, just like culturally, I think like, you you know, you think about something that comes along at a moment and it's like, whoa, like what is, what is going on? Like, I don't know, like Nirvana or Prince or something kind of weird. Right, yeah. And like Lizzo. And, you know, a lot lot of times they're not singing about what's happening in the world, but they're like, there's something just... It just smells like teen spirit. Yeah. Or, <laughs> ooh, it's purple raining. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. These things all make sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I connect with that. I, well, I find, too, extraordinarily interesting um, with music, like what you guys make, um, just the opportunity, too, to have an experience that, although somewhat dictated by what, what you're doing and the, the notes that you choose and the way you take a song you know dynamically but i feel like there's such a great invitation that you provide for people to just be where they are in their own lives in their own heads um with a a lot of an accompaniment from you all but i'm not i'm in a place where like i'm still in my head i just have all of your sounds around me and on all of, of 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 your interpretations of where you are in that moment whether whether or not when you recorded it was f- just fun or it was just enjoyable or whether or not it was trying to get something out that, that was bothering you or whatever your experience. Um, I just love the opportunity that like music like this affords people just to sort through um, maybe some of the subconscious and sort through um, a lot of the noise in such a way that doesn't, doesn't add more noise to it, but just adds a lot of texture and, this lush experience that just helps at least a person like me just helps me feel like I can fall into just human existence a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anything that pulls you outside of yourself is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially I, now. Oh, yeah. especially now. Yeah. 
Well, I want to thank you guys so much thank for you. being here. Yeah, Thanks nice. for hanging out with us. Do you have anything left at Folk Alliance? Or are you kind of just wrapping up? This is the last hanging out. thing. I'm trying to find my brother-in-law. He's around here somewhere. <laughs> 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 we'll send out an APB, but he won't He won't hear this for a couple of weeks. So. If yeah. you still haven't found him, call help. <laughs> call the authorities. Well, last night we were so busy playing our own things. You know, we had like Bam 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 showcases, yeah. so I'm excited to hear some music tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go see if I'm still allergic to oysters. <laughs> really? Uh, really? We're going to do that? <laughs> yeah. I think tonight's the night. Oh, when's the last time you had oysters? That's all I want Four years ago, and I got really bad hives. I got some Benadryl I can send you with. Oh, okay. nice. Just in case. We can send you with a, a, a preparation. Yeah. And I think <laughs> we're staying at the hospital hotel anyway, so. There you go. Yeah. You're set. You're set. <laughs> well, cool. thank you guys. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, it, it, it's it, like, it's such an honor when when people take the time to come like you don't know who we are you don't know what this is we're just some guys in a hotel room and you're just willing to kind of wear your hearts on your sleeves and just just have a meaningful conversation with us so thank yeah, you this I'm is so glad thank we you. met you well, my name is Corey my name is Sean this is Shadowscape Podcast and we'll see you later Woo. <laughs> yeah awesome if you enjoyed today's podcast please please help spread the word about these amazing art makers and the continual conversation that's happening here at Shadowscape tell someone about it in person, online, whatever. And of course, join the family by pressing the subscribe button. This podcast was created by Shadowscape Records at our studio in the American Ice Co. building in the heart of beautiful Kansas City, Missouri. For more information, please find us online at shadowscaperecords.com or connect with us at facebook.com slash shadowscape records, Instagram at shadowscape records, and Twitter at Shadowscape Jams. Thanks for listening.